From the TWU Local 591 Union Hall, it's the Local 591 Podcast with local president Gary Scheibel. Join Gary and his guests as they discuss topics that impact and affect the careers and lives of union members. Take it away, Gary. All right, thanks for the introduction, Tommy, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have another special podcast with Local 514 President Dale Danker and Local 567 President Raleigh Reeves. Welcome back. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be here. We had a good day today. Yes, thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. You definitely did. I would actually put it almost a historical nature for within the TWU. It was the first time we've had executive boards of 514, 567, and 591 come together and hold an in-person board meeting. Yeah, I hate that we have to do it for the reason that we had to do it, but it's probably something that once we look at it and get comfortable with putting an agenda together, and I could see that there would probably be a need to have this two or three times a year. It'd be nice to get together. Yeah, I feel the same. And pretty much unanimously, everyone that's there was on the same page with the same goals, and it was an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, and the reason or the, the major topic was the association and really dealing with the blue cards. And what was refreshing, and I'm sure it's refreshing to you two gentlemen, was the fact that we can walk out of that meeting today saying that we're no longer three rogue presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're just we're just three rogue locals now with rogue members and rogue e-board officers. Yeah, so maybe let's talk about really after much discussion, the collective effort that we put together to file an appeal to the AFL-CIO convention, and that appeal will be going in this evening, but maybe talk a little bit about the letter that we put together. So our card drive states a little bit, but when you're talking about a card, you can't get a lot on there. So I think this is a four-page document now that we got in its final form. We want to send President of AFL-CIO Liz Schuler a letter asking for her help, and we want to get it in time of their convention deadline. So we do have the majority of all of our boards. I'm looking at the document now. It's a lot of signatures. I was going to count them up as you was talking, but uh, it'll be nice to see that Liz gets this and see how they respond, and then uh, we'll get the cards to them soon. This letter speaks very clearly of our position of the membership's position and the position they were put in. It's a straightforward request signed by just about everybody in all three locals. And I think that she has made statements in the past that she believes the membership should determine how locals run and uh, how the union operates. And I'm very hopeful that she'll take the time to to look into it and uh, help us out. Yeah, and I can say we, we spent a lot of time today really going through and crafting this letter, and we put a lot of the history so folks that have hired in since this was put together in 2013 and might not know the history. Um, the letter really speaks to the history and the issues that we're dealing with as an association, and a big one of them is the, the primary lack of respect of locals that we see coming from the IEM. I can tell you just from going out on the floor last week in a couple stations and hearing from the IAM members about how their locals have zero respect from their district, it's it's kind of stunning. In Tulsa, we have planners and schedulers. Our uh, MTS guys are represented by the IAM, but they're TWU guys. I think there's the accreted four company guys, but it's just uh, constant, the planners and schedulers asking to get out of the IAM and into the TWU. And I hope in our letter, our explanation, and I know, you know, she will have to look at it and say, hey, uh, hey, Bob, hey, John, come here to my office. I want to have a talk with you about what's going on. So I'm hopeful that the cards, the letter, the things that we continue to say cause her to put her ears up high enough to say to John and Bob, I want to have a discussion about what the hell's going on. That's what needs to happen. It's not working. 
Yeah, it's not working for either side. We have a ton of cards already signed by AM members, and I'd say we're at 80% at least at DWH. The MCT group, I would say half of the cards that we have are IM members at this time. So this is not really on a memberships level. It's not a one-sided argument. Both groups are hoping for a vote and um, really hopeful that this gets us to our goal. Yeah, and I can say the same. The cards we're seeing, and it's just been amazing, the progress. There is no lack of signing on the IM members. Percentage-wise, it's equal across the board that we're seeing. Uh, even inside some of their bigger stations, you know, the Charlotte, the Phoenixes, Philadelphia, it's just, it's been stunning the amount of cards that have been coming in. Gary, will you entertain the listening crowd? Because it's the first time I heard it in the meeting today, and I just think there's a value. When you explained what happened in one of your stations, I just, in my mind, it stuck that it's sad that they're begging you to quit buying your members' shirts and things like that. Can you tell the listeners about that story where the IM guy was asking you to quit doing that? I think that's got some value to it. Oh, it is. And again, that's where we really got to make the distinction between an IM member and IM local rep. And then what goes on in the district and the international. So speaking to some and a couple of weeks back, and they were really saying 591, you keep buying backpacks, you bought shirts for Labor Day, you bought meals, you're buying hoodies. And I let them know, well, there's another shirt coming too. And in fact, we're doing a shirt with 567 and 514, and uh, that's coming out for AMT Day. And they just said, you're really making us look bad out here because we don't have any kind of budget to buy anything. And I'm like, that's interesting because dues-wise, the amount of money each member pays is basically the same whether you're in a TW or an IM. And inside the TW, we get 70% of the money. The international keeps 30% of the money, of the dues money, which affords us the ability to buy things, go to a station and buy pizza for the guys and, you know, have good conversations. And as he said, he goes, well, we don't get that because all we're getting is $5.35 a month per member in that dues, which I found stunning. I mean, if you went into a break room and bought $150 worth of pizza, I mean, that's almost 30 members worth of dues for the month. And then and this thing, as he explained, he goes, this is why we can't pay our reps or pay any of our people because we do not get any of the money. All the money is goes to the district and uh, also to the international. And then it's well publicized about the district, their money, what's going on there. They're tied up in a trusteeship right now because of their dues. I just thought that was a good story that probably should be shared. Yeah, I, I was stunned. I didn't realize, you know, I've seen pie charts in some places where they show this sliver of the pie going back to the local, not even a piece of pie. It's literally a sliver of a piece of pie. It's wrong. I mean, that's why there's such a difference. And when we talk about organizationally incompatible, that's where it's at. I mean, they don't let their locals, well, they don't allow their locals to do anything because their locals have no money. And that's a big difference between what we deal with. Isn't AMFA structured like the IM in that manner? I mean, don't they kind of run everything from the top? To a certain degree. I believe they're 50-50. I'd have to check their latest constitution. A lot of that in the financial situation is, is driving, and the level of representation is driving the cards being signed on the IM side. For us, it's important to try to start wrapping it up. We want everybody out there at the stations to reach out and uh, get with your rep and get a card signed. Our goal is to get this completed in a pretty quick fashion. I know previous card drives that are NMB card drives, they take up to a year to get cards. These cards have been signed very quickly. There's some motivation, and uh, we just need to continue down that path. 
I agree. Here in Tulsa, we got several cards out. I've been so busy with other things that I haven't got with my secretary to get them input, but um, this is coming up week. I got to travel to Nashville for an IEC meeting, but I'm hopeful that she'll be able to get that input and we'll see where we're deficient and where we need to go out and, and uh, be asking the members to, to get them turned back in. But I I'm not running into a lot of people that say they don't want to sign one, and I'm not running into a lot of people that say they want to stay in the association. I I actually only know of one person that's made that statement, and I'm befuddled as to where that comes from. But we in Tulsa Base, we lost so many things that um, just simply got told by uh, the other union at the table that it's not in our contract book and it's not going to be in this contract book going forward. And the smaller group won, and we're sitting on the sidelines. So... We've got contract negotiations that can open up September 2024, and uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that uh, we don't lose another thing that we need in our contract book for our members at the hands of the union. That is 25% of the total. So what do you say, Gary? We're 76%. They're 24 now. It's the running tab, and, and uh, they continue to get smaller, but they have the same voice. It's just amazing. Yeah, and that reminds me of one of the words that was used in the break room last week by actually an IAM member said to me, he goes, you know, it really sounds like from what I see, the IAM hijacked the TW's identity. I said, that would be pretty well said. They did hijack our identity and hijack our ability to work the way we've always worked. And uh, it's time to take it back. Yeah, I agree. The thing is, what stands out to me is the company and some of the statements along the way that they're much happier working with the IEM because they know that they're going to get away with what they want to get away with. And when it comes to us, we've been labeled as a militant group. It just shows that we fight for our membership and uh, want to continue to do so. We want to be the sole champion for our membership. So we're no longer three rogue presidents, but I just counted this up. I think I counted 34 officers out of all three of our locals. Some couldn't come. Not all were able to attend, but it'll be interesting to see what letter they produce now. We got 34 or 35 rogue officers out of local 14, 567, and 591. Be fun. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, somehow the spin it that the members are still not upset, but the next letter will come in the form of cards, and that's when we drop 10,000 uh, rogue members <laughs> on Lashula's desk. Maybe that's when we'll get the message. Anything else that we missed? No, I don't think so, Riley. Do you? I don't think so. I think uh, we've kind of covered it. We just uh, would encourage anyone out there that's that's listening to this to, if you haven't signed a card, go find your rep. I know they're out there, uh, and we're going to continue coming out and talking to folks. So please get a card signed and to us, and we'll do our best job to get the vote for the membership that they were promised, but it never took place. Yeah, and then Raleigh will also, I think Gary said it when he opened this podcast up, is we'll get this submitted timely to Liz Schuler for their convention. And I think, Gary, what did we say? We'd, we'd try to get it available to get out on all of our websites so the membership can read it. So there'll be a copy attached to where the podcast is at, too. So going forward, I mean, obviously, we want to redouble our efforts and uh, get this wrapped up early in the summer. I'd like to see this association debacle that we're dealing with behind us before we hit the one-year anniversary of the convention so we could start planning on negotiating strategy for 2025 negotiations, which are going to open up in September of 2024. That's coming up pretty quickly. That said, I do want to thank President Danker and President Reeves for coming in today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. 
Yeah, thank you, Gary. It was a, a good day. The kind of historic, all our executive board members and section vices coming in and all meeting together and a lot of great conversation. So thank you for that and, and this, the invitation. Come to Tulsa next time. Pizza's on us. I definitely plan on doing that. We definitely, we definitely <laughs> do need to keep this momentum going and get our executive boards together again, maybe sometime this summer or after summer. Thanks again uh, to both of you gentlemen, and uh, thanks for everybody for listening, and we'll uh, see you next time on another podcast. For more information about TWU Local 591, go to local591.com. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at info at local591.com. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of Local 591 Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcaster, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. Local 591 Podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, local591podcast.com forward slash podcast. Music provided under license by pond5.com. The Local 591 Podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Ingle.